and welcome back to this podcast series called The Alphabet of the Heart. Uh, my name is James Kirby and I'm here with Dr. James Doty and welcome as always to these uh, podcasts, Dr. Doty. Yes, James, it's uh, wonderful to be with you again. Uh, <laughs> Are you regretting that you included 10 letters in the alphabet now? Let's cut it down to four. No, we're, we're, what number are we? Um, no, no, absolutely not. In fact, I appreciate your efforts and being with you today. But um, Yes, we're up to podcast number eight, can you believe? Uh, it just seems to go by quite quickly. But here today in podcast, podcast number eight, we're focusing on the next letter of the alphabet, which is letter I, and we'll be focusing on integrity. And if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast series, you might like to go back and listen to the other podcasts that have been recorded, and they can be accessed on the CARE website, which is the Center for Compassion and Altruism Research and Education, so just ccare.stanford.edu. Or you can download the podcast series through iTunes, SoundCloud, or your website, Dr. Doty. JamesRDodyMD.com and IntoTheMagicShop.com. And that's where the alphabet of the heart came from. It came from Dr. Doty's book, which was titled Into the Magic Shop, which has been translated into 22 different languages, um, a New York Times bestseller or something along those lines, isn't it? And um, in that book, he, he goes through this mnemonic he created. It was part of giving um, uh, the talk at a white coat ceremony um, at his university um, to the medical students. And in that talk, he discussed each letter of this alphabet as a way to help us with the difficulty of life, as it were, and ways we can help take moments and transform them, in, transform them into opportunities um, that can help us um, with not only wanting to be a better person, but be better with other people as well. So the first part of these podcasts is firstly to discuss the letter and the background behind the letter and why it was included. The second part will focus on some of the science and the research, and then we'll get straight into uh, providing some practical tips on how to cultivate that attribute further. So as mentioned, we're discussing integrity today. So Dr. Doty, integrity, why was that important to include in the uh, mnemonic? Well, as you noted, I um, actually created uh, this mnemonic, if you will, uh, for students who are just about to start medical school at my alma mater, Tulane University School of Medicine. And <clears throat> while preparing for that talk, it really took me on a self-reflective journey of the lessons I had learned and an idea of what could I give to these students. And remember, they have to learn a large amount of data, and they use mnemonics every day to do that. Mm -hmm. I said, what can I give to these students that will give them something that's easy to remember, readily at hand, and that they can use to center themselves, not only as physicians, but as human beings. And one of the most important things that allows us to live in this world, make a contribution, connect with others, and actually give meaning to our lives is uh, values and integrity. And many people have said, well, that's what religion is for, and for a group of people, certainly that may be true. But I would submit to you that you don't need religion, per se, to create a sense of morals or values uh, or um, integrity. Uh, what you need is a reflection on, if you will, how you want to be uh, treated. You could uh, reflect back on the golden rule. 
do unto others as you wish to be do, uh, done to you. And there, when you put in that context, when you think about how you would want to be treated, uh, you want to be respected, you want to be recognized for who you are, to be shown dignity, to be shown respect. Um, and these attributes that can define values or moral ethical guidelines are really something that you carry with you. They define you. Uh, it's an expression, if you will, of your truthfulness or your honesty as you walk in this world, that you're consistent, that you're not hypocritical. And that very nature of having a set of morals and values and ethics keep you aligned with your best self. And that's really uh, what the purpose of uh, these 10 letters of the alphabet are, and to give you a set of tools that allow you to, again, uh, walk in this world, to be the best person you can be, and to be of service. When have you noticed, Dr. Doty, um, that integrity has been really present or not present in your life? Just to put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, um, again, as you know, obviously, I'm a physician, a neurosurgeon. And, um, you know, people look at us and give us a certain uh, amount of prestige in society by the nature of the privilege we're given to care for others and care for people who are sick. And what can happen to people is that this core set of values that they've carried with them um, start getting eroded. And that happens by making a small concession because once you make the small concession, it's easier to make larger concessions until suddenly this moral ethical framework that you created and believed you lived by is suddenly... Uh, hollow, and you become a hypocrite. I'll give you a couple examples. It's been shown that uh, when physicians uh, own diagnostic centers, that the ordering of diagnostic studies dramatically increases. Uh, and there's only one correlate, and that's because uh, the physician owner gets paid more money. Or, as an example, and again, this has been shown in a variety of studies, if a per procedure is particularly well reimbursed and there are equivalent alternative procedures that are much less expensive, there is a massive shift to perform the more expensive procedure. And again, the other correlate, or the only correlate, is motivation uh, for, to make more money. And this is very, very sad because the fundamental tenant, the fundamental contract you've made with your patient, what is defined by your Hippocratic Oath, you have now violated. And people who do that create a narrative for themselves that justifies their behavior. And this is the very, very sad thing and one that we all have to be very aware of. None of us is perfect. We are all susceptible to these types of cognitive biases. And unless you create them, uh, 
you create cognitive dissonance. And you cannot live with cognitive dissonance, which is this uh, discrepancy between your actions and who you perceive you are. As an example, every despot would not be a despot if he actually had an accurate self-perception. And what they do is they justify their behaviors by saying, well, if I hadn't done it, somebody else would have, or it was necessary to do X, Y, or Z because the country was at risk. And every one of these situations I've given examples of are essentially justification for erosion of your own moral ethical values or your integrity. And I would submit to you that our integrity, these values, are really what define us to the rest of the world in, as we walk in this world. And when that is eroded, when we're looked at as untrustful, when we look, we're looked at as a hypocrite, uh, it's, again, one of these situations where people don't want to be around you. They uh, avoid interacting with you. Uh, because they can't trust you. And of course, the most important thing in terms of an authentic relationship is trust. So it's really at the core of how we walk in this world. Mm, mm, yes, absolutely. And it's really uh, interesting, some of those those points you make and how easily that integrity can be eroded in, in some ways, particularly when there are other variables at play. Um, such as money and power, as you were sort of referring to there. Um, I think also with integrity, it's interesting, as you were talking there, I couldn't help but reflect, you know, when I wake up and and engage with the world, there's just so many things that need to be done, you know. We've got a little baby boy, Fletcher, who needs to be cared for, you know, so he'll he'll need a feed and then I'll have to get uh, breakfast ready and then, you know, get get everything organized for what I need in the day there's often it's just a case of ticking the boxes of all the tasks that need to be done and so you lose focus of what are the values that I want to be the guiding principles of how I live my life that day they're there but they're under the surface they're not really at the forefront of mind and how I go about interacting and as a therapist uh, we often have clients who come in and who get really bogged down with some of the real difficulties with day-to-day life and there's a strong disconnect between what they really value in their life and also then what they're actually doing and so there are certain therapies such as acceptance and commitment therapy and also other ones such as uh, compassion focused therapy where it's really coming back to this idea of intent or values and it's about trying to cultivate the values that are important to you and then when we start to act in alignment with those values and start to bring that integrity back to our daily uh, life and interactions that it actually can have a really important impact on how we see ourselves and feel about ourselves so integrity can be can be critical in that way And moving into the second part of our podcast where we discuss some of the science and research related to integrity, as Dr. Doty has been mentioning, it's really about having that sense of being honest and having those strong moral principles. Um, Often it's, it's useful to think about what integrity isn't and the opposite, of course, would be hypocrisy. Um, So saying one thing, but doing another. 
And um, you'll often hear people refer to sometimes politicians with, oh, they're such a hypocrite. So integrity is a virtue we want to see in our leaders. And Aristotle said that because rulers have power, they will be tempted to use it for personal gain. It is important that politicians withstand this temptation and that requires integrity. I don't know um, where you are in the world right now, but it's hard not to be aware of what's going on in American politics right now with Donald Trump as, as one of the candidates. And I don't know how often the word integrity would be implied, uh, applied to him and how he carries um, and perhaps um, presents himself to the world. And so often when we see people in power, it can really have a, 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 a huge impact on their integrity and Dakar Keltner has done some excellent research looking at power and how this can lead to us making decisions that benefit ourselves as opposed to the greater good. He's actually got a book out now called uh, The Power Paradox. And one of his studies, it's a really cool study, it's called The Cookie Experiment. And it's really quite simple. And in this particular experiment, what you have is there'll be three people in a room and then the experimenter will randomly make one of those individuals the leader. And so they've given them essentially power and they've said, you're in charge. Now that's completely by random. And they'll just be doing boring tasks like writing policies for the university, which can be fairly boring. And then what they do is the experimenter then brings in a plate of chocolate chip cookies and there are four cookies. And so each participant will take one, of course, and then invariably there's one cookie left over. And what they found through this experiment, it was the leader who, who constantly ate that last cookie. And so all of a sudden, the leader is looking after themselves as opposed to the people they're working with. And so it's interesting how when we become more powerful, we start to engage in actions that perhaps go against um, our values or integrity. And so research has found that power has increased your tendency to swear more at work, gamble more, uh, flirt inappropriately. And so it can really have really quite... Um, deleterious effects on how we interact with others um, and also how we view ourselves. We can become quite inaccurate at perceiving that and that leads to a number of the biases, the cognitive biases that are just inbuilt within our systems that just automatically generate some of these uh, uh, actions that go against our integrity. No, uh, thank you, James, for that. That's uh, actually a, a, a wonderful uh, summary. And again, uh, there is a reason why uh, the greatest philosophers in history uh, speak so uh, powerfully about the importance of uh, integrity and uh, um, values. It's interesting too, in, in my field of research in psychology, um, you know, we've seen people that there's because you need to perform um, so often in, in the academic research and get a certain number of publications out or get a certain amount of grants, it can actually lead to other unethical behaviors where people have forged data, um, you know, uh, uh, been over sensationalizing in, in terms of how they've written. Um, the findings from their research in order to just try to maintain their position um, 
within the university as well and, and maintain their status. And so we can often, and, and the, again, these are good people, right? But when you're put in these positions, we can start to do things that go totally against our values. And it's because we don't spend time really focusing on cultivating those specific attributes or qualities that we deem so important because we're almost on automatic pilot. No, I think that's right. And I, I think the other aspect, and which I had mentioned earlier, is this way in which your values or integrity can um, erode. Uh, and it always starts by one simple uh, small thing that then becomes the justification for the one that's slightly bigger and then bigger. You know, Phil Zimbardo has written a, a wonderful book called The Lucifer Effect, and it shows you how not only with his uh, uh, famous experiment, The Prison Project, but also, in this case, the book focused on uh, Abu Ghraib, uh, where you had people who nominally start out as good people with a moral, ethical framework, and then through the manipulation of the environment, certain types of reward systems, certain types of um, disparate power structures, results really in your worst self coming out. And it's, we are not saints, we are human beings. Unfortunately, uh, by the nature of our evolution, we have certain built-in biases that can negatively affect how we behave. And it's really having insight into these realities that allow us uh, to see, if you will, the true nature of reality and actually be on guard. And because by doing so, it makes you stop and reflect. It makes you question yourself and in some ways, this gets back to what we were discussing in our last podcast, which is humility. You know, when you're arrogant, when you um, feel your uh, self-import, it stops you from reflecting on your decision-making in a thoughtful, reasonable way. It stops you from taking in the opinions of other people. And in fact, oftentimes we see some of these arrogant uh um, power-hungry individuals, and who do they surround themselves with? They surround themselves with people who agree with them and give them the justification through that agreement to continue to diminish any type of moral, ethical values uh, that they have. Excellent. And, and moving into, I suppose, the, the, the third part of today's podcast, which is about tips to cultivate um, integrity, and, and one that we often do in therapy as well is, is really come back to, okay, well, what are the values that are really important to you with how you'd like to live your life? And how closely are you living in alignment with those values? So sometimes we'll put up a bullseye, for example, and um, so for, for playing darts. And at the heart, the bullseye, the target, is you're living 100% in alignment with that value of, that's important to you. So perhaps it might be being a supportive uh, spouse or, um, you know, uh, someone who's uh, showing caring towards another. And it's like, well, if you were to throw the dart, how close to that bullseye would you get? Would you be on the outer edge or would you be more in the centre? 
And then as, as we start to notice some discrepancies, it's okay, well, what actions can I take to help me live more in alignment with those values? And as a result, starting to increase the integrity of how we live our life. So that's one little example. I have to reflect on what are the values that are really important to me at this point in time of my life? Of course, at different stages of life, our values will, of course, uh, shift as well. So that's one we can keep coming back to. Another time is also when you start to notice that you're not acting in alignment with your values, with integrity, how do you then relate to yourself? So you may have made a mistake, right? We all make mistakes. That's part of embracing our humanness and that's part of being humble and having humility. But when you do make the mistake, do you attack yourself for that mistake or do you say to yourself, well, I've stuffed it up now. I may as well as just keep going. Uh, I know sometimes I'll do that when I look at the food that I'm eating. Well, <laughs> the donuts. <laughs> the the donuts. Don- exactly. <laughs> well, I've started one. I may as well as just keep going. That can be a tendency, right? So when you do sometimes err uh, um, in a direction which isn't the way you want to go, how do you then relate to yourself when that occurs? Is it in a berating way where you attack yourself? Or do you take a more self-compassionate approach? One where you're not letting yourself off the hook, but you're recognizing, hey, this is a moment which I am not happy with. This is not how I would like to live my life. And then at that po- that moment, starting to say to yourself, well, what can I do right now in order to help myself, provide myself with some encouraging words? And that's what's really important here. Courage is really important in order to bring us back to the path that we'd like to uh, be living. And so a great way to, to bring about courage is to start to relate to ourselves with that self-compassion. So not being overly judgmental, recognizing the mistake is there, but then starting to provide in a tone of voice, which is friendly and encouraging. And also perhaps using, um, and this is what's used in the Mindful Self-Compassion program quite a lot, um, some soothing touch. So that might be a hand on heart to say, hey, yeah, it's okay, we can do this. Or for you, it might be another type of soothing touch, which is helpful, perhaps a a hand on the leg or um, on the shoulder, just to let you know, hey, yep, you've got support, I'm here for you. And then it's about re-engaging with the intent and the value to steer you back towards the, uh, the direction you'd like to follow. So, great points, James. <laughs> well, uh, not a problem, Doctor Doty. That'll be five hundred dollars. Here's my insurance card. <laughs> so, in, in wrapping up today's uh, podcast, um, again, we've, we've sort of talked a little bit about what integrity encompasses, some of the science behind it, and how power and money can really get in the way of how we'd like to live our lives and then looking at ways of bringing integrity back to the forefront and you might like to do that by setting your intention in the mornings um, through the exercises uh, uh, that Dr. Doty's taken us through with Ruth's tricks having a physical reminder or a cue like the beads or perhaps just relating to yourself with some more compassion at times when you do struggle with living the way you would like to be living. No, and um, <clears throat> I would just like to say that uh, uh, don't forget uh, that you are human and that uh, all of us struggle. Uh, many, many times we don't live up to our aspirations of our best selves, but that's not a reason to give up and it's not uh, a reason to not to aspire to be your best self. Um, but we're all in this together, 
And when you recognize that the person next to you or across from you is so often having the exact same struggles that you're having. And that hopefully will give you solace as all of us continue on our path. Thank you again, James. Thank you, Dr. Doty. And just to remind people, you can access these podcasts through uh, various different pathways, such as the Seacare website, iTunes, or your website, Dr. Doty. JamesRDotyMD.com and IntoTheMagicShop.com. And we'll be back again next week with the next letter, which is J for justice. Thank you.